0: Miss the, Miss the conversation? Find all the interviews in the podcast section on KTalk. What's that David Cromer song? Chupstol. Eh? Chupstol. He has a song called Chupstol. As it's now very nearly two weeks since Sir Ramaphosa told us in the State of the Nation Address that he was going to appoint a Minister of Electricity. Well, he's still going to appoint a Minister of Electricity, so things haven't changed, really. He's been chupstil about it. Even Fikile Balula has been something close to chupstil, which for him is quite unusual. Uh, he keeps telling us that uh, Sir is is applying his mind. The Sunday Times told us, I think reasonably credibly, that Sir Ramaphosa has not been consulting about the new cabinet. Quoted people from the organised labour movement, quoted people from ANC allies, quoted unnamed senior ANC sources, as saying that Sir Ramaphosa has not consulted. He still has David Mabuza, who clearly wants out as the deputy president of the country, and Paul Machatile, who clearly wants in as a backbencher in the National Assembly. Political analyst and author Richard Callan
1: joins us now. Hello, Richard. Uh, hello, John. Good afternoon to you. <laughs> Why is he so slow? That's a very good question, and one uh, I ponder virtually all of the time uh, and then have to try and explain to all sorts of people. Uh, it's partly his character, uh, it's partly um, his advisors, uh, it's partly the, the circumstances. But there isn't really a good explanation or a justifiable uh, excuse because, of course, in politics, when you don't do something, you create a vacuum. And let's take the uncertainty about who will be running and in charge of electricity, energy policy in the future and so on. What happens then, as has happened over the last six weeks, is someone who is more assertive and more confident jumps into that space, as Grady Mantash has, and steers the conversation in a particular direction. And that creates Frankly, further uncertainty. So it, it, it's not good. And, and if you're going to create a new position, put aside for a moment whether it's a good idea to have a Minister of Electricity, uh, it's pretty helpful, I think, to then make the appointment quickly afterwards so that people can join the dots and say, OK, he's created this position and he's pointed X into that position. Now we understand better. What is intended here, but uh, in the meantime it's two weeks now, almost um, people left guessing as to really what this fo- role is going to be about
0: I think there's perhaps something of an argument to be made for not making the announcements the the cabinet change announcements before the state of the nation address because you can you can say that you want all of the attention to be focused on what is said, and the debate to be around what is said and what is not said in the state of the nation address. But to extend that argument to waiting until the budget has been delivered and then extend the argument to whatever is going to be, you know, maybe he'll put out a statement later tonight, who knows? But he could equally wait another week, ten days, two weeks before we get told what changes are being put in
1: place. Well, indeed, John, and the clock has been ticking since the 21st of December, which is the date in which he won a renewed mandate from his own organisation, the ANC, uh, he, he left that conference um, stronger than before with an increased majority of more than top seven. As, unfortunately, before, he failed to seize that moment, uh, failed to use that um, replenished political capital. And he should have made his cabinet reshuffle early in the new year, well in time for the series of Indaba that takes place at the end of January. So as you know, they you have an ANC in Dava, you have a cabinet in Dava, or whatever you want to call it. And the fact is that you've had this process in our policy for the year with a bunch of ministers who are uncertain as to whether they'll still be in that position, who may well get reshuffled. And that means it depends on the server.
0: Uh, Richard, your line has gone away from us. I'm going to ask the producers to see because I, I do want to continue this conversation and I would prefer to continue it on a slightly better line. So we'll call Richard straight back because I'm very intrigued as to his views on Paul Machatile and how patient or impatient he is to take over the presidency of the country, the presidency of the ANC. Um, um, This is something that Richard and his co-author Mabel Sitole addressed to a degree in their book about the presidents who've been in charge in South Africa since democracy. So I think we're going to get Richard back very, very shortly. I hope so. Um, There we go. Yes, Richard, talking about uh, the book that you and Mabel Sitole wrote about um, the um, the presidents in South Africa, um, when I interviewed you at the launch at the book lounge, I said to you, right, who's going to be the next president of South Africa? And you said Paul Mashatile." And given the fact that he was subsequent to that, uh, elected as the deputy president of the ANC, if ANC tradition holds, he will be the president of the ANC and therefore the president of the country. How patient do you think he is? Uh, Do you think that Ramaphosa is going to become the first ANC president to serve full term, two full terms? Or maybe, and I know this is speculation a long time ahead, but maybe after next year's elections, the ANC does badly. They haven't managed to fix ESCOM, haven't managed to fix other things. And then Mashatile becomes president as Ramaphosa dethroned Zuma before the end of his term.
1: Well, it's an interesting conundrum. Mashatile is clearly a very ambitious politician. He set his heart on the high office for a very long time now. And uh, he wants to be in pole position. He wants to be there so that uh, the proverbial one heartbeat away from, from power, from the top job, he wants to be in that spot. But I think he overplayed his hand in the run up to NASREC. Uh, the uh, Ramaphosa uh, reform group know that. And I think they want to kind of keep in his box for a bit longer. They don't want to lay this on a plate, and hence the refusal to accept David Mabuza's resignation. Um, Mabuza and Ashatili have a good level of cooperation and understanding. They were in the process of building quite a powerful block over the last few years. It didn't quite come to fruition in the way that the former um uh, uh so-called um pr- premier league uh, came together but nonetheless they have an understanding and clearly Mabuza was stepping aside so that his uh, chummy uh, Mashatili could step in and be in that pole position and i think wisely uh, ramaphosa is is resisting that
0: okay so there so there there is method in that particular bit of um <laughs> uh, whatever it's not madness really but in that that bit of bit of political gamesmanship Yes, and and, uh, Richard, I mean, the new cabinet, when it is announced, you know, whether it's going to be a simple replacement of um, Ayanda Tlodlo and and Fikile Mbalula, um, you know, whether they're going to be significant moves, people moving out of portfolios, out of the cabinet altogether, I mean, we shouldn't get our hopes up, should we? I mean, there really isn't anybody within the ANC in Parliament who are going to shoot the lights out if appointed to a cabinet post.
1: Prepare to be greatly underwhelmed, I think, is the, uh, <laughs> the, the core message for, for the reasons you're alluding to, John. Um, the President has a very limited squad to choose from. The rules say that he has to pick members of the National Assembly except for two wild cards. Well, one of the wild cards has just given the, the budget speech, Enoch Gordon Uh It's, I, I think, very unlikely that he would change or uh, be removed from Cabinet. The other one is Ebrin Patel, and there's a lot of people in the private sector who would like to see Patel's back. But Patel is, um, uh, is studious, honest, and uh, full of endeavour. Um, and, of course, is a union ally. So that's also a difficult decision. But if he wants to add technocracy to his cabinet um, and he wants to add somebody from an outside position who can bring in technical skills, then he has to make space for that person. He could, of course, appoint more opposition uh, people into the cabinet. He's already got one, Patricia De in public works. That's not particularly popular. the lights out? Well, no comment on that. The the problem is, the point is that he has very limited options. I mean, there are good one or two good deputy ministers. David Massondo in finance springs immediately to mind. Very talented, relatively young, um, thoughtful uh, individual. Someone like him should definitely be promoted into the cabinet.
0: Richard, as always, I really learn from listening to you, Professor Richard Calland, political analyst, law professor and author.